And Marcos. Yes. Do you like movies? Yes, I do. Do you like to sit in the sunset with the pale moonlight? Sometimes. Me too. What's your favorite Prince album? Oh. I feel like it would be such a basic answer, but... Uh, Sign of the Times, that's the basic answer. No. Purple Rain, that's the obvious answer. Purple Rain, I was going to say, that's why I said basic. Purple Rain in 1999. Oh. But... My favorite Prince song might be one of the most do random. The, do the Batman? No, fuck no. The song he did with Shaka Khan in the late 90s, uh, Get Off. There was a video for it and everything. It's a really, really good song. I think if I'm being honest with myself, mm-hmm. probably Dirty Mind. Mm. But I also really like the first album that used the symbol. The first album What? You know when he changed his name to a symbol before? Oh, that was, that was he, a double album, before right? Before he changed his name to a symbol, he yeah. made an album using the symbol, which yeah. I called Musical Sex. Yeah. Yeah. I like that album. Nice. I don't know why I'm talking like Werner Herzog. I don't know. I remember back in the day when we would like come up with rap names of uh, famous yeah, yeah. directors? Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, yeah. back in the day, yeah. before we fell off. We definitely fell off. But now, but now we're back. Yeah. Some could argue that we were never dope. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll leave that one alone. Um. Marcus, do you like beans? Sometimes. You like the rapper Beans? Absolutely, he's one of my favorite rappers, actually. Yeah, Philadelphia represent. No, no, Bronx, <laughs> New York, Antipop Consortium. No, we're talking about Beanie Siegel. I'm talking your about favorite, Beans. Your favorite rapper, Beans. I'm a Beanie fan Siegel. of Beanie Siegel. This is a conversation I always have with hip-hop people. They're like, oh, yeah, but I'm like, no, not that, Beans. And those rappers couldn't be any more different. Marcus, you know that I know that. No, but some of the listeners some of the li- listeners don't. I, see, what I'm doing is I'm doing this thing where I play with expectation. Mm-hmm. I manipulate what people think are going to happen. by, <clears throat> And then doing that, you subvert and create a different sort of experience. Sure. Okay. What's the deal with that? <laughs> like, you know, maybe you and I could... What if we What if we made a spin-off show where we drive around comedians and get coffee? And pick up other podcasters? Yeah. Podcasters getting coffee? Yeah. Cool. Podcasters. I mean, we, we essentially up... did do that, actually. That's true. No, we never... Oh, we did have no, guests. Literally... Pink Smoke, yeah. We literally... Yeah. Did a traveling podcast with, with other Carlo. podcasters. We could pick Carlo up. In California? Yeah. I mean, if both you and I are in California at the same time, I'm sure Carlo would like that. Sure. Oh, did I ever read Carlo's email? I don't think so. He sent us a long email. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. This is Zebras in, in America, episode 99. Um, I had... This is Scott. I had to deal with some personal stuff for a little bit, so... Also, I think in the future, maybe we should, like, take, uh, like, projected breaks during the summer and winter. That's fine. That's totally fine. Because then it's like, you know, like, we don't make a ton of money off of this, and we have vacations, and we have lives and stuff. Yeah. We're not the Joe Rogan experience. We're definitely not. No. Because he, you know, we could we could just straight up have Cornell West on our show if we were Zebras in America. Um. Oh, I have two. I have um. I have two emails. Should I read the emails? Yeah, of course. Read them both. Yeah, and also um. 
Sorry, my phone was acting up. Well, if your phone's acting up, you just, you know, you do, you throw it in some water. Okay. You know what I like to do? What's that? Because I care about the environment. What? I take a bunch of plastic bags. Mm -hmm. I go to the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I put them in the water. It's not even funny. Well, it is actually just kind of funny. No, see, it's like performance art. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. You and Miranda July. That's something she would do. Um, I'm a fan of her. Sorry, that that sounded like mean and spiteful, but that also sounds like something she'd do. Why are you hating on my man Miranda July? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that. Yeah, I love Miranda July. Uh, I also love her sister Miranda August. All right, Leo season. Leo season. There's like so. We need to. Can we just end talking about the horoscope? Why? I like being a Leo. I like Leo traits and stuff. I know it's almost like your birthday. It is. It actually is. Damn, it is. Yeah, I know your birthday. Yeah. We're like friends. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, it's like, oh, you know, Scott, you were born November, so there, therefore you're a sensitive guy. Is that did Bernie Sanders and Christopher Walken <laughs> become one person? Christopher Sanders. Christopher Sanders. He's like, Yo, you just reminded <laughs> me of um, when Alex Jones... This is Bernie Sanders impressions on his show. <laughs> Why it's are really you watching offensive. Alex Jones? <laughs> no, I'm not. I listened to a show called Knowledge Fight, where these what? two guys. It's called Knowledge Fight, where these two guys talk. Basically, it's Mystery Science Theater over Alex Jones episodes, and it's brilliant. Like it's really, really great. It's a great show. I, I can't recommend it enough. And what's his impression of Bernie Sanders? Hello, my name is Bernie Sanders, <laughs> and I talk like this. Like, no, that's literally funny. It's, it's, it's really messed up. That's not funny. No. Well, we laughed. Cancel us. Uh, Don't get me started about cancel culture. Okay. I won't. Come on. We got got an an email to read. Yeah, but yeah, we have a lot to do. What? I can't. What what, what happened with cancel culture? What, What happened today? Who's canceled today? I don't know. It doesn't matter because if we don't. If we don't believe in the redemption of humans, then what's the point of, of trying to better ourselves? That's true. Can I just interject? I'm not trying to speak for, although I'd like to speak for other people in this case, the redemption of some. I think that's really important. And that sounds crazy and harsh, but I really don't know if everyone is worthy of redemption. But some are. Some, a thousand percent are. My whole point is that can't we evaluate things from a case by case basis? We're kind of we're almost saying the same thing. We're basically saying the same thing. <clears throat> you know, you know what I feel. So here's what's rumbling, and I'm seeing this on the interwebs: little articles, little tweets, little Facebook posts. Uh, so the 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 first slate of TIFF movies got you know uh, is out, and looks like Eddie Murphy has this kind of comeback movie, and I feel Dolomite? like yeah, and I feel like. His old stand-up is going to come to, like, some 23-year-old, you know, Vassar student is going to discover his stand-up. And then, I think shit might hit the fan. Watch. Quote me. I, I, I want this recorded. Like... Because I want people to refer back to episode 99 and go, oh, Marcus called it. Oh, people are going to be like, oh, he said the F word in 1983. And of, yeah. No, I, 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 I really think that. Well, that's just because, like, we... Uh, the, this very young generation doesn't do its homework. 
True. So when like I really try to pay as little attention to blogs and internet as possible. I do too. However, Isn't that fucked up though? However, I do too. And I still when know when stuff. like someone will tweet like, "Oh, Monique and Eddie Murphy are the same person," but but somehow Monique gets a five hundred thousand dollar Netflix offer. And and Eddie Murphy gets a seventy million dollar Netflix. Who offer. said that? People really said that. There was like a super hot take on the internet. But they're even their comedic styles are totally different. No, they're totally different. And Eddie Murphy is a lot more funnier than Monique, in my opinion. Sorry. No, but like people are like, this is all, this is the patriarchy. Like, eh. uh, no, it, no. M- Monique getting a lowball offer is the patriarchy, but. If comparing Monique's trajectory to Eddie Murphy's is just inaccurate. Yeah. I don't know how many people... If I surveyed a hundred of my friends, like I have a hundred friends, mm-hmm. and said, who are your ten favorite comedians? I would argue that every single one of those people will say Eddie Murphy in some number. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had to say your ten favorite comedians, do you think Eddie Murphy would make it? Probably. For me, no, but still, I get it. Okay, it, 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 it would they, it would at least be like be like Eddie Murphy, like Richard Pryor, for example, who's in that Eddie Murphy realm. Eddie Murphy took a lot from Richard Pryor, so it's all relative. But I I, I basically agree agree with what you said. Most people would. I'm saying I, I don't know any of my friends except for one person that really loves Monique. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right, um, right. And so Netflix. I think is a I'm I'm pretty sure that Eddie Murphy on the new episode, the new season of Jerry Jerry Seinfeld's show mm-hmm. was to sort of tease out the fact that he's about to do a gigantic deal with Netflix for comedy. Right. And then you got this other movie coming out. He has so Dolomite you know. directed by Craig Brewer coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh and guys, Craig Brewer is white. Um and he's he and he they are, have just started Production on Coming to America Two, directed by Craig Brewer. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh man. Okay. All right. No, someone has decided that he's that he's cookout potential, but I don't know how. Because because Hustle and Flow and Black Black Snake Moan are are problem. Problem, problem movies, and I yeah. even like Hustle and Flow. I think Hustle and Flow is a good movie. Yeah, I like that. The aspect I like about Hustle and Flow is they actually show like, you know, the difference between like a good mic and a shitty mic. Yeah, or, like you see like an eight hundred eight drum machine at use, or like you see an MPC at use. Even though like, the MPC is used incorrectly. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, look in Upstream Color, all the scenes of the guy out in the field playing using, his little MIDI keys using, using a MIDI, MIDI keyboard, keyboard yeah. anything. But yeah, but that's different. Still. Up, up. Upstream Color isn't trying to pretend like it's an authentic music movie. That's true. Like, that's very true. Like, if you're making a movie that's that's a fantasy film, then true. you can use whatever you want to use. That's sure. my argument. No, no, no. Fair enough. And that reminds me, I, I, I did see the Netflix film Beats, which has Anthony Anderson, who is in Hustle and Flow. But anyways, Makes I do... one of us. He's also in Life with Eddie Murphy. And that Martin movie's Lawrence. a good movie. Yeah, it is. I, I was re- just trying to make Anthony Anderson I, connections. I recently rewatched that movie, and Anthony Anderson is in like my low, like second favorite Farrelly Brothers movie. 
Your second favorite? Yeah. Oh, Me, Myself, and Irene? Yeah. Oh, you like that movie that much? That's awesome. I love I that mean, movie. Yeah, I always... Look, man, I'm that telling you... That movie's so kind. They had a... Um, our friend... Oh. The first the first one being The Green Book. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just, just kidding. Man. Something about Mary. I was telling former guest of the show, Chris Funderburg of The Pink Smoke, I was saying, like, the Fairley Brothers legit had a great four-movie run. Yeah, they're, for, the, they're the outcast. Dumb and Dumber. They're the outcast of, of comedy Dumb directors. and Dumber. Kingpin. Uh, me, myself, and Irene, and uh, something about Mary. Something about oh, that. Cro- yeah, the chronology yeah. is is off, but no, no. And I was just, I was that, that was another thing we got into, also. But yeah, dude, that'd be an amazing Criterion collection. Hell yeah, yeah, no. yeah, it would. Yeah, Criterion would. collection, do that shit. And F- they are fuck boys. They are all connected because they're all Rhode Island based. Yeah, I think that's where they're from. But you ever yeah. seen the movie Knights and Rodanthe? No. Yeah, you're not missing much. Okay. It's like a it's like a it's like a second chance at love sort of film oh. where Richard Gere is plays James Franco's dad. Oh, okay. Um what this this episode is is like probably one of the longest where it takes us to get to talk about movies. Okay. But yeah, I I agree with you that that some some like Sarah Lawrence student is going to discover Eddie Murphy raw mm-hmm. and try to cancel him 30 yeah. years after the fact. On the same vibe, have you guys heard this? And I just imagine people go, "Yeah, like, like, you know. yeah." It was it was offensive back then. It's offensive now, and yeah. comedy is important. Yeah. Okay, so first, first email is from Carlo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can if I can say this first line. Can I say this line? Of course you can. Are you sure? Why wouldn't you? Yes, absolutely. I don't know. So Carlos says, Sup, McNugs. I drove to Vegas with my... Sup, (laughs) McNugs. Have you ever noticed... I I I drove to Vegas with my dad and downloaded a bunch of Zebras episodes to bring with me. I tried to turn him into a fan, but he fell asleep due to your dulcet tones. And I'm all caught up now on Epps. Oh, boy. I had no idea you mulattoes took a break to write some Super Nintendo Yelp reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Buzz me, bro. <laughs> Keep going. It matters. You have your listeners chiming in saying how much your podcast helps them through tough times, and I would concur with that sentiment. And another cosmic coincidence, I found two Kid Koala albums for about $5 each. Then I hear you two talk about how he makes turntablism into sublime art. The 100th episode is fast approaching, and I'm aware of your request. I'll try to get it before it's due. Yeah, as to this day, all the people yeah. that we asked to record yeah. for our episodes, two. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Jamin Honsu. <laughs> Jared is an awesome guest. He has great taste in music and movies. I agree. Yeah. Jared's going to be on episode 102. Okay. Here's some shit I've seen recently. High Life, man. I think it's Claire Denis' strongest work since White Material. Yet I'm yeah. still not sure what I make of it. It definitely requires a second viewing for me. Long Day's Journey Into Night was a disappointment. Even the hour-long oh. shot... Which one is Long Day's Journey Into Night? <clears throat> I don't know how to pronounce the uh, director's name, but, but it's a new release. And Too Many Loves that movie. I that, That's a movie... I was going to get into it at some point. China. Okay. Yeah. Even the hour-long shot in 3D couldn't save it. It was way too listless and frankly dull. 
It's a shame since I really loved Bygone's previous film, Kali Blues. I guess you could say that uh, Carlo would like Bygones to be Bygones. <laughs> bygones to be Bygone. This is Zebras in America. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Even though you didn't ask, here are my favorites of the year so far. Number one, The Mountain. Number two, nice. The Souvenir. Nice! Number three, The Beach Bum. Number mm-hmm, four, okay. The Anima. I don't know that one. It's a new Radiohead. Oh, that! Oh, Tom, that. Tom that, York, that, that, B.T. That, Anderson. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you, Brotendo, seen or heard of a movie called Sibiri? It's a video diary by Jonah Prius where she documents the disintegration of her romantic relationship with Bruno Dumont by taking the trans-Siberian with him. No, but that sounds dope. Yeah, Bruno Dumont's one of my favorites. Why would I have not... Oh, hey. Carlo, I'm talking to you in real time right now. I'm going to text you as soon as this episode's over because I need to hook up on that. Um, Actually, let's get weird. I want you to keep reading his email while I text him. Why don't you call him? Oh, man. Yeah, so keep keep reading. Oh, that's a good idea. Also, Scar- Scott, sorry to say it, but I think Celeste and Jesse Forever is the superior Andrew Sandberg comedy from 2012. He's referencing that I'm a huge fan of... Um, shit, what's it called? It's that dad movie with Andy Sandberg and, and uh, Adam boy. Sandler, That's My yeah. Boy, which is from 2012, and he went to see it. And, uh, you know? Yeah. Please leave your message for... Seven, one, eight. You don't want you. it is. Okay, fine. Yeah, so that was us calling you, Carlo. Uh, the Haitian matinee halfway. Yesterday is passe, Carlo. PSC attached photo. It's a photo of Seven Eleven, showing showing gas rates that cost three eleven. Nice. So to investigate, investigate three eleven. Shout out on the line. Seven Eleven was a part time job. I'm I'm also gonna text Carlo. Yeah. To be like, yo, you you lost you 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 messed up, Holmes. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Two of his uh favorite movies right now are in my uh top five of the year so far. I mean I guess we're kinda halfway through. I we're halfway mind. through Yeah, um, I got I got High Life. Th- this is in no order. High Life, Our Time, The Souvenir, The Wild Pear Tree, and The Mountain. Uh and not to, and there's a bunch of other stuff. Like I just these are the ones that really like, oh, okay. But that's not to say Beach Bum, Shazam, Fighting With My Family, Peterloo, uh, things like that are, were also, I, I enjoyed all of those and, and many more. I'm not going to list every movie I saw, but yeah. I'm, I'm not like super into this year. I did see this German Walmart movie that was dope, but I forgot what it was called. Mm-hmm. It was about this dude with tattoos who like works at like the German version of Walmart. Okay. And falls in love with with a woman who works there. That sounds cool. It was really good. What's I it? don't. It's from this year. From last year. Oh. Okay. And I don't remember what it's called. So, listeners, if you know what I'm talking about, Kessler, you probably know what I'm talking about. Kessler was like, "I know everything, Batman." <laughs> um. So yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. I don't know why. But I couldn't, like, I don't remember how I found out about it, and I watched it, and then I didn't, I forgot what it was called. Mm. But it was so, it was really good. Okay. It was like, it was nice. So that was one of our emails. In my mails. Um, yeah. And the, the second one is from Christopher Madden. Okay. 
Hey Marcus and Scott, love the show. You guys are awesome. Well Christopher, you're awesome. Regarding the latest episode with Alana and Frank, what up Alana and Frank? I too consider myself a fan of esoteric subgenre metal. Having said that, I'm also a huge hip-hop head. That was alliterative. I try to keep up with the contemporary underground scene, but the extent of my knowledge doesn't go far beyond Zarface, MF Doom, Mad Lib, Jedi Mind Tricks, at all. For some reason, finding new underground hip-hop seems intimidating. There's so much out there. Not sure where to begin. You both seem expert on the subject, and I value your opinions highly. Any advice on where to start? Long live the zebras. Christopher M. Boston. Two words. Makami. Well, I was just... Okay, that's funny. So, you say you listen to Jedi Mind Tricks. Did you say Jedi Mind Tricks? He did. Yeah. So, Jedi... on. So, Crime Apple. Well, I was just going to say, Jedi Mind Tricks and the last Vinnie Paz uh, solo. He's he's really good as far as, like, a veteran. It's kind of crazy to think, like, Vinnie Paz has been... He's 25 years. He's been with for 25 years. Their first EP... Came out in '94. Pablo, but, um, he he on on the last Jedi Mind Tricks album, um, or maybe it was the last Vinny Paz album. But yeah, he he has collaborations with the God Fahim, which that'll take you directly to Makami. He's got songs with Crime Apple. His previous solo album, the one that came out in 2017, uh, he's got a really great posse cut with like. Hus Kingpin and Conway and all those other guys, but um, we just got yeah. overwhelming. So, yeah, no, I, I got you saw how I perked up. I, got, I know. Uh, yeah. Simply put, uh, Makami, Crime Apple, Crime Apple, Rock Marciano. Oh, then and you're good. And there's other good. Kai. You guys, Kai. Kai, well, say, yeah, I, we'll start. We'll, I, stop well no, because Kai, Kai is like Kai is like when you're ready for level two. Ka Ka takes Ka, Ka isn't like Ka takes a second. We're no, like but you, I'm just saying you can gonna... immediately you can immediately listen to the last three Rock Marcy albums and like put on some some Carl Kanai put a put a box cutter <laughs> yeah. under your tongue and go rob people like it's 1998. In 98, nobody better have been wearing Carl Kanai in 1998. I meant a Nietzsche. Unless, unless you were the guy from Harlem looking for the Marky Mark. Album because he just got out <laughs> and he didn't know any better. <laughs> All right, sorry, but yeah, but that, but that's a good list. Nietzsche Nietzsche is what I meant. Nietzsche, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. Or PNB. Please no bake. Wow, <laughs> you're taking it. You are taking it, there. bro. That yeah. reminds me. You're. I meant to tell you when you told me that story about Marky Mark. <laughs> I remember like. I was I, I maybe I said this on the show but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recording some some score work in the Bronx, and we were sharing the studio with this rap engineer, mm-hmm. and this dude was recording this song and he clearly had just gotten out because it was 2017, mm-hmm. and he was wearing like 2001 Averex. Ooh. Oh, AV. Yo, he was wearing. He was like. He was dripping, in like nineteen, in like two thousand Averex. Okay. Like he had like a six hundred dollar Averex jacket on. Nice. And some baggy jeans. Of course. And and, and Harry Hanson. And um, matching Air Force Twos. <laughs> Just say it was pretty. Every- Every piece of information is like, oh, okay. No, but I'm not even done, bro. Okay. So then, 
So then, so then the beat was sampling Billie Jean. Okay. And the chorus was like, blah, 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 in my Billie Jeans. Blah, blah, dent in my Billie Jeans. And the dude, like, so the dude, like, imagine if Mr. Cheeks just got out and, sure. and was prison brolic and sure. still dressing like Mr. Cheeks in 2001. Sure. In sure. 2014. Sure. Doing and doing hardcore over a Michael Jackson yeah. beat about Billy Jeans. Okay, which is weird because hardcore was was a thing for like six months. Yeah, he was like he he is something like yo get the snub. You call me Michael Jackson when I kill you with my leather gloves. Oh shit! Which, we're not gonna get to why that doesn't make sense. It none of it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. There were so many issues Could with have just it. Said OJ. No, but it was Michael. Yeah, there were so many issues. Yeah, I but I was I was in a I was in a rap studio in the Bronx in two in two thousand four. You're not talking about Percy P. I swear to God, every <laughs> time. Go. Uh, yo, like there are Percy P. adjacent people that listen to this show. You're gonna get us. You're gonna get us Percy pantsled. Uh oh. Anyways, what's he gonna do? Chase his tail with CDs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yo, yo, that was really messed up. Go ahead. Sick creature on us. Mm. <laughs> yo, wait. You're not twinning. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Right. Sorry, guys. That was a laugh break. We had to take a break because we were about to get kicked out of rap. Yeah. Not like rap really cares about us anyway. But yeah, if you like if you like Jedi Mantrix and the people that you mentioned, my friend, then then it's a pretty you're it's very likely you like Rock Marciano and Makami. And a lot of people really like the new Freddie Gibbs Mad Lib album. Yeah. Which I'm sure you probably know about. I think it's I think it's okay. But Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I really like it. I think it's great. I think Madlib makes great beats and Freddie Gibbs is a very talented rapper that I that I'm lukewarm on. Hmm. Okay. I want to hear Madlib do a whole album with Danny Brown. Really? His next you or, wanna know what or, a weird or, or Meek Mill. He did oh, okay. he did no. an album with Percy P. Yeah, I know he did. I know so, uh, I'm just trying to push the laughs out. He did Yo, he also I was did an album with Crondon. <laughs> when I was in the barber chair yesterday because you texted me the funniest shit ever I kept laughing but the barber kept thinking he was tickling me with his. I was like no I swear to god it's not you I'm laughing at this thing my friend texted me but um his ne- Mad Lib's next project he, he did a Am he I produced t- the album for Mayhem Loren Am I tickling you bro? No it, it kind of sounded like that I'm like I swear please stop saying that you're not tickling me <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, but that's a good, but that's a good list. Um, the thing is that so one thing that I get from that and from talking to Frank last last episode uh-huh. about like Mandy, right, and metal iconography, mm-hmm. is that like apparently Mandy's like a super metal movie. Yeah, right. From the te- I mean, this was like over a year ago when uh, I was at the Alamo Draft House with Frank. And he was telling me how, like, the lettering of Mandy for the movie was a reference to this group called Celtic Frost, which is Frank's fa- favorite group. 
and he was just schooling me on like deep cut death metal and, and stuff. Uh, was that that? Do you remember? Was there? A, was you remember that Cage song, Kill Frank? Vaguely, yeah. I yes, think Cage's yeah, yeah, stepdad yeah, 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 was named yeah, yeah. Frank. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say which one, but go ahead. Yeah. Right. Anyways, um, but I was thinking how it's like a metal movie and it evokes metal iconography in a way that metalheads can totally vibe. Yeah. But I also like that you and I, who are not metalheads, can sure. vibe to it too. Sure. And I was trying to think that like, are there any rap mo- rap stuff that does that? And I find that that rap culture tends to sometimes be so heavy-handed about it. Yeah. And the only thing that I could really think of is... Um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That that it's, oh, that uh, it that it like there's so many spider. I, I I had to take a second to think which one we were talking about. But so yeah, the the, best the, one the, the the in recent years at least. No, no, the best one. Okay, no, no, fine. I, I'm with you. The best Hand, one. hands down. I didn't look recently. I didn't realize Maharshala Ali was the uncle. Every once in a while, I have to send you Mahershala's rap video that he made of Planet Asia uh, and Keith Murray and um, Casual to remind everyone that it's actually it's literally easier to have two Oscars than succeed at the rap game. Because Mahershala was a rapper signed to Hyro Imperium many years ago. Yeah, M Two May bought his album. Oh wow! Yeah. And then he started doing guest bots on various Law and Orders, and then look at him now. Yeah, he's about to be Blade. I know, yeah. Which is one of those things where, like, that actually, I think that's cool, but equally, I feel bad for Wesley Snipes. For a guy his age, he's still in great shape. We, we all still remember those movies, even even the third one, the, the, the bad one. And it's like, we know he can still do the physical stuff, because Expendables 3 wasn't that long ago. So, but anyway. No, I think I think if there was anyone that could have retained his character, Wesley Snipes could have done a great job. And then that would have been Now, nah, we also actually I was just going to say we don't know what went on behind the scenes, but it seems like cuz Wesley Snipes sent out a cryptic tweet the other day, so I I would imagine maybe he wasn't contacted, but it's like wouldn't that be cool to like take it all the way back to day one? You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that what this Avengers universe is all about? I I think that would have been cool, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, and also like Blade was Blade one and two were really good. Yes, I think Mahershala will do a good job. I will do a great job. But yeah. I just quickly want to say that Spider-Man into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. was able to like have like hip hop culture stuff without being heavy handed. Like he's wearing he's wearing Jordans. There's but, there's like a graffiti element. And there's graffiti. But like he's not like, hey, these are my Jordans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a young kid in New York City. Young kids in New York City wear Jordans. Or just a lot of the music in the back background music. It's like bumping it's like, you know, four four time like hip hop type it's, beats they're like bumping in, in, cuts. in the background. Yeah. yeah. What up M two made bumping cuts? Alright. Alright, bumping cuts. What? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't like how that sounds. <laughs> don't worry about it. Bro. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Um, I was delighted 
with how good Into the Spider-Verse was. Same. Because I really thought that I wasn't going to like it, because usually when something's that hyped up, I'm like, yep. there's no way. Yep. And um, it turns out there is a way. Yeah. And it ended up being really great. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Nicolas Cage was hilarious. Yeah, he was. Like, all the cameos were great. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, it dethroned... Batman Mask of the Phantasm Phantasm mm -hmm. as my favorite uh, superhero animated film. Mm -hmm. I also think it's it's the best Spider-Man movie. Uh, speaking of which, have you seen the new Spider-Man Far From Home? I did. It was eh. Like, uh, it was eh. The other was Illmatic. That's a, that's a four good album every ten year average. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. What was Illmatic? Say, say, I know what you're trying to do. I just want to be what nothing Spider Man was. Illmatic. Yeah, but it, it was just I was just yeah, I was just right. referencing a rap right. song. Right. I don't know. Do you ever heard of rap? No. Rippity. You ain't give me even more. There's a new thing that has now come back into the universe. The it was written versus Illmatic debate is back. Which I like, because it just, you know, now is still relevant. And that debate alone still proves that he still has his legendary status when you take into consideration his, all his weird, questionable post-it-was-written stuff. His his roller coaster of things. I mean, I really love his Yacht Rock song that he came out with last week. Let's move on. Let's move back to Yeah. Look, what I love about Nas is that he's always willing to be weird. No, it's true. He's, yeah, it's true. Like, there's two songs on Hip Hop Is Dead where he raps like a gumshoe. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we need to find out who killed yeah. rap. Yeah. Uh, the album before, um, on Streets Disciple, he mm -hmm. he plays a woman who dies of AIDS yeah. in two songs. Yeah, yeah. He, and that's what I like, that's what I like about rap. Amongst other things. Sure. So, yes, yeah, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Um, I'm glad that I wasn't far from home when I watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like two blocks away from my house. Um, that, movie, that movie had its knees harmed a little bit. Yeah. You know what? So, another shout-out to, to, to Funderburg. He expressed something... That I had been thinking myself, but I just couldn't vocalize, where it's just like, in recent years, I'd like a Spider-Man movie, live-action Spider-Man movie that isn't, like, part Iron Man. And it's kind of yeah, like, dude. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I think that's what I've always wanted to say. Oh, damn. Sorry, I just, the grill I want to use is, is being used. Um, yeah. Like, so for the first movie... I get why there's that Iron Man connection, even though it's a little too much. I think it could have been less. But even this movie now, there's still, like, you know, John Favreau and all the, the, the techie stuff. Yeah, it's like Iron Man Light Soul. It's not a full Spider-Man movie. And that's one issue. But, uh, what else? I just thought, like, it was I. Like, they were, they were like, oh, this is gonna be... Like, this is going to be like, uh, what's that dude from the 80s director that everyone loves? 16 Candles? John Hughes? Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What about, what, what? Two niggas, <laughs> go get three. <laughs> Two niggas, bring four niggas. 
come back and alert me. Two niggas bring three niggas. And three niggas bring four. Four niggas bring five niggas and five niggas bring more. It's a teaser from the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> the villain. Yeah. It's because, like, instead of... So, they're trying to mo- modernize Dr. Octopus. He's actually now O. Oh. There you go. O Solo. Yeah. And instead of tentacles, he has various N-words that he brings with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, that's his... Uh, that's the superpower. <laughs> Over thirty-five. Yeah. But back to but back to this Spider-Man. I thought that if they had focused less on like connecting it to the other world, you could have gotten what they were trying to do, which is like continue. Like Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker. Uh huh. Yeah. Sorry, guys. He's, he's. What do you mean? So, who? How could Sue so think? No disrespect to Tobey Maguire or um, AG. Andrew Garfield, but who you know? But um, yeah, no Tom Holland. Also, just because he's like young, he's actually younger. You could see it. Yeah, I just know? like that he's that he's like a nice kid. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think and Zendaya is very talented young lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and his boy, like it's just. The actors are good. The characters are good. I think it's just that this movie, yeah, it was too much like uh, a bookend to Avengers instead of a sequel to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted, what I liked about the last Spider-Man was was the world building of like you understanding why this Spider-Man works and like his relationship with Aunt May mm-hmm. and. You know, being a 90s baby and from Brooklyn, you know, Marissa Tomei can do no wrong. Sure. And somehow she gets prettier and prettier as she gets older. Yeah, man. Um, but like, I don't know. It was, there There was like a half an hour of that movie that was just about Avengers bookending. That if they had switched that out and made it more about like him and him and Mary J. Yep. Figuring, it, figuring it out, I just think it would have been a better movie. Sure. Also like... I'm not trying to be overly critical, like because you don't want to be hypocritical, like a hippopotamus in in a hospital. No, Murder Mook said that. Yeah. to Loaded Lux once, um, but I think it was it's kind of it was kind of whack that like the the sort of like really insane plot twist was one of the post credit scenes. <clears throat> right. Both actually both of the post credit scenes. Well, actually, a lot of people got. A lot of people got confused by the second post-credit scene. Spoilers. Yeah. Wait. What, what was the? I know the one. What, what was hold, the other? Hold one? on a second. I'm giving them a second. Oh. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, the first one was Mysterio revealing Peter Parker's identity. Right. Okay. Right. Which, which makes sense because that sort of that was sort of something that happens in the Civil War comic book storyline. Mm-hmm. And the comic books have been... The movies have been picking and choosing different storylines from the comics, which makes sense. They're two different things. But then the other post credit scenes... Oh, Nick Fury. With and, and, Nick and Fury this, yeah. showing them as scrolls. Mm-hmm. But then they showed that Nick Fury was in space. 
So, because for a second you thought that maybe they were, he was a scroll the whole time, which would, which would tease what would be a very good Avengers five, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be the secret, the secret invasion, because in the comic books, a few years ago, it was revealed that a lot of the Marvel heroes you knew and loved were actually scroll sleeper spies. Wow. Wait. So, who's the big villain in the in the scroll world? They're like a scroll. Uh, oh, just like the most powerful one? The most powerful scroll. Oh, okay. Who's, who's um, hiding as a character who hasn't been introduced to um, the Marvel Universe yet, and that's Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Oh, okay. But she hasn't, she hasn't been introduced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, didn't, I think at Comic-Con they just announced all the movies that are coming out? Yes. So is, is Black Panther 2 coming out? I think it's one... I don't... Oh, I don't remember. I know. I know. A friend of mine was getting really upset about. It's not going to be for a while. That that much I know, which is weird because huh. such a yeah. I know it was like such a successful. Uh, I know they're making a new Thor. Yes. And Shang Chi and yes. Doctor Strange. Love. Yes. yes. Um. I don't know. I'm sort of like fatigued. Oh, the, the, who's the other? The, the, oh, damn. The Watchers, the Enchanters, the... The Eternals. The Eternals. Sorry, I'm not a... I don't, I don't know that stuff. But yeah. With Cabell and... Yeah. My Which friend, is kind of cool because the two Stuber guys are now in the same uh, cinematic universe. Stuber was not as good as I wanted it to be. Really? Damn, yeah, see, dude. I'm still holding out because my lady wanted to see it and... Which is the case a lot of times we end up not seeing it, but it's fun. It's all good. Maybe I'll see it by myself. Shots fired. No, it's fine. You you probably love your mother-in-law. I actually do. He admit it. <laughs> he admit it. Um. Yeah. No, it had so much potential, but it just it just wasn't quite there. Damn. Okay. That's I mean, a little disappointing. No, because it's not a bad movie. Fine. Okay. It's not bad. It's just not great. Like okay. last year, we had game night. The spy who dumped me. Tag. I don't consider tag great. Uh, mm. bl- and blockers were all. Blockers is pretty great. Very were like a plus comedy R rated comedy movies. Okay. I don't think tag was a plus. It's a hard B plus. It's close. It's a B plus, I think. Minus the fact that, like, I don't see how all of those guys could have been in the same class, given, like, Hannibal's our age, John Hamm is, like, 50, and then you got the guys in their, like, mid-40s, which is, I, you know, it's fine, like, don't nitpick, but it's like when you got, like, the age ranges from, like, you know, at the time, what, 35 to, like, 52, like, there's no way those guys could evolve, but whatever, I, di- I digress. That's true. But I still love that movie. I'm going to say something. What are you doing? I just can't believe that that's the hill you want to die on. The age disparity in a comedy film. Yes. You're like you're like the guy on The Simpsons who like called... Who's like at the Comic-Con getting mad because there's an episode of Itchy and Scratchy where the guy's playing the piano... Uh-huh. And it's making different notes, but he's playing the same key. Well, you know. Simpsons has a budget, and maybe they should make keys and make it look more realistic. The cartoon of Simpsons people. 
Well, the, excuse me, I'm on a fixed budget. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, actually, an upstream color uh, sci-fi film about pigs. The the sampler he was using was actually not a real sampler. He wasn't using a sampler. It wasn't a. It was a MIDI keyboard. Yes. Yeah, I was just I was just marveling at. You were just mocking me. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't mocking you. Um. So, but I think, yeah, I think, which leads me to why I really like the new show, The Boys. Yes, which is crit. I didn't even. Of course, you would have watched that show. It's weird I didn't check in with you, but uh, yeah, I started binging it last night, and then I stopped because I was like, no, let me. Because that's, you know, problem streaming. You start watching stuff, you stop paying attention. So I was like, let me pick it up uh, tomorrow, which is today. And I finished it. And, and I did. I, I liked it. So I haven't finished it, but to give a little backstory, mm-hmm. uh, The Boys was a comic book written by one of the greats, Garth Ennis, and, Der- and illustrated by Derek Robinson and some other people as well. And they created the comic... So... Garth Ennis is probably most famously known for the comic book Preacher mm. and and bringing the Punisher back into the Punisher world because in the late 90s the Punisher had died he'd become like a grim reaper like they didn't know what to do with the character. Oh, okay. So then he brought him back to like his gritty self. So like like the John Barenthal Punisher is mm-hmm. and even the movies are pretty much hands down it's because of Garth Ennis really bringing the character back to his roots of like just like a tough, sad man. Yeah. Okay. So then, so, and he's also well known for Preacher, which is a comic book about this guy that's gift that has the word of God and it's insane. Mm. And there's a TV show about it. There's yes. a TV show that's that, that really went a different way than the, than the comic books. Mm-hmm. He also, did a comic book called Hitman. He also did Hellblazer. Like he, he did a lot of popular stuff. Okay. He's like he's when 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 people fanboy over like comic book writers, mm. it's very often that he's one of the people that people reference. Oh wow! Okay. Um, he also writes f- fantastic war comics. So this comic book he wrote in the early aughts. For Wildstorm, which was then a subsidy, a subsidiary of DC Comics, mm-hmm. he wanted so Preacher was one of the most outrageous comic books ever written at the time, and he wanted to make a comic that he in in his own words. And I just want Marcus can attest. I am not using a phone to say any of this. No, he's absolutely. Not. I just I just want y'all to know that this ain't this ain't this isn't like this new skill that people have where people think they're smart because they can remember shit off phones. Right. I had to work on my personality and sure. my knowledge sure. set. Thank you very right. much. Um, his goal was to out preacher preacher. Wow. So that so the comic book first started out as basically these people who watch who who police the superheroes. It's in a world where superheroes are well known, they're famous, they're privatized, corporatized, and they're pieces of crap. And they're like they're a group that, that keeps them in check. Uh-huh. Now, guess how many issues it lasted on a DC subsidiary? Ten. Six. Oh, alright. And then DC was like, no, no, actually, we didn't know what we were signing up for. You can't do this anymore. Oh, yeah. But, 
um, DC DC slash Wildstorm were really cool about it. They were like, look, we realized that we didn't know what we were getting into. So if you want, we're going to give you back all of your, your rights and stuff. So if you oh. bring it to another comic book house, we won't interfere. Okay. So then they brought it over to Dynamite Publishing, mm-hmm. which is a publishing company that's mostly well-known for putting out, like, um, trademark characters. Like, if there's a movie you like, Dynamite made a comic book of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. do properties. And, like, old-school comics like Red Sonja and Conan and stuff like that. Wow. And then they did the comic book for 70-something issues. Mm-hmm. And the sh- the comic, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, it was it, it sort of plateaued because mm-hmm. it's sort of like how long can we do this for? Like parodying superhero tropes. Um. So like, I feel like it started really strong, and wavered a little, and ended nice, but it but it was a little rough in between. Mm. Um, and I think. I didn't even know that it was turning into a TV show until like three days ago. No, oh, wow. when when it started showing up on my phone. <clears throat> yeah, and it makes sense. Right now, we're dealing with superhero fatigue, and we're dealing with like this mass insemination of superhero mythology. So I think a super, uh, I think a TV show that is. Um, oh, another thing was that the character Huey in the comic book mm-hmm. was purposefully meant to look like um, Simon Pegg oh wow because they were hoping that they would make a movie in the early aughts and Simon Pegg would play Yui mm-hmm. so Easter oh, for Egg those of you, yeah, for those Easter of you Egg know, Simon that, Pegg yeah. plays Yui's dad in this yeah. and, when, and Simon Pegg wrote the intro to the first collected edition of The Boys oh. so I think now that, that that superheroes are part of like superheroes if you remember when we were kids, superhero movies, there was a one in four chance it would fail. Right. No. Sure. Yeah. Three out of four. Like, it, like they, the odds weren't good for superhero movies back in the day. Mm. And now they make more money than anything. So I think this show is a welcome welcome counterpoint. And, I, so, and I've only watched three episodes so far. So mm-hmm. um, It's good. Uh, yeah. I like. do, you think I do you think it'll get renewed? Probably. Especially, I was also going to say too, I think the timing of the release of this, they're also trying to beat a show like The Watchmen, which is about to come out on HBO soon. We have no idea. So it looks yeah. like the, this version, this TV show version of The Watchmen has like nothing to do with the the, car, the comic book. Okay, I'm glad you said that, because I, I was one of those basic people who bought the graphic novel and read it, you know, like a, a week or so before the movie came out. So then when I saw the trailer, I was just like, wait, what's happening? Who's... I mean, I recognize some of the people, but it's like... In the trailer, it's like, why are there multiple Rorschachs, like, in delivering a line that Rorschach said, not like a group of people? But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't realize. I, I did not realize. It certainly that. seems like... Had, it it yeah. certainly seems different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... The Watchmen is like one of the first meta narratives about superheroes maybe being terrible mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's the only one right and i think one keith urban carl carl urban who was in the dangerously slept on dread mm-hmm. also he's in the marvel universe too he was scourge oh yeah 
Which I kind of forgot for a second, but yeah. I definitely forgot until you brought it up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Laser face. Yeah. Like, you can't even... Yeah. I'm saying, Dread was so good. That was. That's reminded me of Toronto. It played at 2012, Toronto. I, I saw some of it, because I had to see something else I really wanted to see, but that movie did well. It, it was a sleeper. It was one of those, like, hey, have you seen Dread? It's actually good. Like, that's kind of... Cause which I love in, in this era... Where there's still word of mouth movies that still end up getting kind of rediscovered. Maybe not when they should have, like <clears throat> when they first get released, but still, you know, I I, I, enjoy I wish it had been discovered when it had come out because yeah. then maybe there would have been a sequel. Right. Because it also really did like a boiler room set up really well. Like the whole movie takes place in one building. Right. It's got that like raid or final fight video game sort of vibe yeah. of like we gotta get to the roof yeah and that's it yeah it's just Judge Dredd and Trilby Parker I don't know Thrillby that's just who's in the Wackness oh I, I don't know I don't know the Wackness your favorite movie my favorite soundtrack cause I already had the songs on my Walkman when you were selling drugs in the 90's I don't wanna I don't wanna get the I don't want to get the actress's name wrong, so talk about Judge Dredd for a second. <clears throat> Judge Dredd? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a... I think it was a Canadian-based uh, reboot of the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow, which goes back to what Re-a-boot. you were saying. Reaboot. Huh? Reaboot. A boot? Yeah. Uh, Olivia Thrillby. Oh, oh. And Lena Headey. But that goes back to what you're saying. When we were kids, the first Judge Dredd came out, and it's just like... That movie kind of came and went. Schwarzenegger, Rob Schneider, riding around. Armand Asante. Key, shout out to Armand Asante. When you need a good villain in the 90s, uh, hire that guy. Yeah, I saw a movie where Armand Asante played Frederick Nietzsche. Where who? Frederick Nietzsche. No, where who played him? Armand Asante. Oh, oh. Oh, really? Yeah. I always thought he was Spanish, and then I found out he's Italian-American. Because, like, for a while, a lot of the roles he played were, like, Latino or Spanish for like a Andy, minute. What's Andy Garcia? Andy Garcia is Cuban. He's absolute 100% but Cuban. Ju- but plays Italians? He plays. He's played all types of people. He's played Italians before, this is true. But he's played Cubans before also. You and Spaniards. Se- you ever seen things to do in Denver while you're dead? Of course I have. Not in a long time, but of course. Do you remember the Warren Zevon song for which it's based? <clears throat> no. I don't. It's based off a Warren Zevon song called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Oh. I just remember that was like peak. Oh shit, we gotta cash in on this Pulp Fiction stuff. When that movie came out. Way of the Gun. Yeah, Way of... Oh, please. Two Days in the Valley. Way of the Gun. Go. We could we, we go on and on. But yeah. There, there, there's quite a few more. It didn't stop in the 90s either. Because you had like Smoking Aces... Lucky number Slevin. It just, it just. Lucky number know. Slevin was so different. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it was like we're gonna be like Tarantino, but we're gonna be different. But we're gonna. We're but gonna people be, saw through it. We're gonna be different, man. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna be different, man. We're gonna go like this, man. Dude, um, how come you didn't like Marauders? What? I really liked Marauders. And I, it kind of makes me sad 
that you didn't like Marauders. Wait, what? Mar- Why am I drawing a blank? Batista, Bruce Willis. Yo, because honestly, like, I just have a thing. I'm sorry. There's certain, but within that world, when you can see the duct tape and you can actually <laughs> see the smoke and the mirrors in the shot, I just have an issue with it. When it's clearly not Bruce Willis's back. Talking oh, to it clearly Maloney. wasn't. Just things like I can't do it. I just I really can't do but it. The story, the writing, and Bautista, don't, Bautista, don't don't use that. Bautista. As, as yeah, I know. Yo, Bautista's a beast. He's he is the best actor wrestler. I'm gonna agree. Uh, Loving a forty five was a great. Loving oh man, Loving a Jesus. You're taking me back to the R- video Rory store. Rory Cochran. Yeah, getting all high on on the drugs. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a video store classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go is a slept on movie. It is. Uh, for those of you listening, if you want to go to PinlandEmpire.com and hit the search uh, for Go, Leanne, my friend Leanne Kubiks, wrote a really cool thing about Go for uh, Pinland Empire years ago, and she's going to be officiating my wedding. So shout out to her. But uh, anyway, yeah. Can I come to your wedding? No. Yes, of course. You're 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 a part of it. You're you're doing something in it, but that's all we're gonna say. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that right now. No. Um. Yeah. Let me see what else. Yo, Beats was so disappointing. I'm sure it was. I don't know. Netflix, can y'all stop making movies? Or just slow down. And just assess. Yeah, just stop st- throwing stop shit to the ephemera. wall and see what sticks. Just everybody, like, just relax for a second. And and relax with your... Oh, I just got a text from other... From Film Baby Film podcaster John Lobinger. He just texted me. Hey, what's up? Shout out to John. He emailed um, me the other day and I responded mm-hmm. and he never responded. Oh, you should respond to him. No, I, I did. Oh, he oh, didn't respond to me. Oh, he didn't. Oh, John, respond to Scott. He was like, hey, what are you up to tonight? And I was like, I'm going to watch the fights. What's up? And he didn't respond. Oh. Um, oh, I, I, I have to... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I call out people for not responding to my stuff. I have to... I, I really have to urge people... I mean, I think it's out of theaters. It's just fresh out of theaters. But it'll be streaming soon because that's how this, these things work. But if you get a chance to see Jonah Hogg's The Souvenir... Uh, see it because it's it's in my top three. As I said earlier, it's it's a really really good good great great movie. I want to see. Of, it. I just of, haven't of had a chance. Year. Have yeah. you seen the the Aquafina movie that everyone's talking about? Uh, no. Have I you was seen... about to say my lady wants to see it, so I'm waiting for her. <laughs> wow. So, we'll, no, it's true, but we'll we'll see. Have you seen the Art of Self Defense? No, no. Which I hear is uh, if if uh, Lanthimos made Fight Club. Hmm. I kind of want to see it now. Now I yeah. Jesse Eisenberg kind of bugs me sometimes, but oh, I kind of want to see that now. I'm going to be honest. Um. Oh, did you see Midsommar? I did. I absolutely did. I didn't see it. Was it good? It was. It was pretty good. Tell me um, about it. It's this. Um. I guess you know. There's a couple. Uh, a couple of layers. It was the sequel to Hereditary. Yeah. Well, it's the direct. It's the follow up, rather, to Hereditary. That's what I meant. It's about a group of folks who uh, go to Sweden for, I guess, technically various reasons, um, and they get into some kind of cult, even though the word cult is never used. Some leave to get lost, and some leave to get found. Some try to leave, they get found, and it doesn't work out for them. But 
at its core, the movie is actually just about <clears throat> the problems that happen within relationships. Uh, you know, and that I did find that interesting. Um, but it also, I mean, anyone listening, you've seen the trailer, you've seen an image. It's definitely heavy handedly tips its hat to the Wicker Man quite a bit, right down, right down to, to, to the, to the final scene. Um, but it's just another, it's one of those things that was hyped up before it even came out. One, because it's an A24 film. Two, because it's a follow-up to Hereditary, which a lot of people liked. Three, you know, Jordan Peele, after he saw it, there was a lot of hubbub about him saying, these are some of the scariest images I've ever seen on film. And I don't think that's true whatsoever, but the movie's good. I just, I've, I'm repeating myself again, but still, just let movies be good. Let them be fine, let them be entertaining, and that's it. I also think some of the choices that the characters make in this movie are a little weird. Uh, also, I don't want to spoil jo- anything. Jo- Jordan but. Peele wrote one horror movie. Yeah. Was a was a co- comedian for years. Now he's the arbiter of of horror taste. He's a serious auteur. He knows who Stanley Kubrick is. He's a comedian who knows who Kubrick is. So that's so that's cool and hip. I'm sorry. That sounded really snarky and cynical. I guess it was meant to be, but he's a talented guy. <clears throat> I'm just saying. What, what are you laughing at? Oh boy. All I want to say is, one of my niggas bring two niggas, <laughs> and two niggas go get three. <laughs> two niggas bring four niggas, then four niggas come back and alert me. Get burst the talent reverse your style and cake beat and make me purse to smile. You put in the stretcher. 
When I let the style get ya, I bet you sweat the rhyme, respect the record you manufacture. So whack, you can't sing them or bring them, people fling them back at you. You're the baddest, baddest of the best copycat. It's been a play that way to G for garbage, cause that's just that. Nobody's killer. On the mic, you never know when I'm a striker like the Zodiac killer. This 22 year old veteran, you ain't better than medicine, won't help slick stick the pedaling. When I ride, is bright and hype, the type parasite swipe. They bite the stage by doing it, but hold the mic right. Yeah, this is the rhyme inspector, MC Percy P, coming at you straight from the boogie down Bronx. I wanna give a shout out to the ultra magnetic, organized confusion. To everybody around the way in Patterson Project, I wanna say peace. I dedicate this to my cousin Kevin Turner. Rest in peace. <laughs>